0: On the Crosstalk on WIZM, I'm Mike Hayes. I am uh, quickly becoming a huge fan of uh, my first Friday of every month uh, agriculture guest, Mitch Fenske. Uh, The reason is because he is a family farmer. He is making it work, and he has a great perspective on uh, all things farming and food. Mitch, good morning. I hope that you and your family are having a great holiday season so far. Absolutely. You can't complain with weather like this in December, Mike. Yeah, yikes. No kidding. That's, does that give you and other farmers more time in the field to do to do what?
1: I mean, there's a lot of guys that do like conventional uh, farming and tillage practices. Yeah, it uh, definitely leaves the door wide open to get a lot of extra field work done this time of year that wouldn't normally happen, so.
0: Uh, And and for those people who may have missed our conversation last month, what kind of farming do you and your wife do?
1: Yeah, so we have a grass-fed beef farm up by Mindoro. So we rotationally graze our our beef cows. Uh, They're cow-calf pairs, so we keep the mother cows with uh, their offspring for approximately 6 to 10 months. And uh, basically we just rotate them from paddock to paddock, you know, once or twice a day depending on the season.
0: So they eat well, and then uh, family and uh, neighbors eat well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So
1: our, our food, uh, or the, I should say the beef that we produce, it's higher in, like, omega-3 fatty acids and, um, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's definitely different than, like, your conventional beef.
0: Good. So it's good for you, and that that's important. Uh, how much credence do you give those people who believe that uh, eating meat is horrible and, uh, and you and your farms and— and others like you are killing the planet?
1: I I guess the biggest thing, Mike, with, with uh, somebody like that is what we're doing is completely different than, you know, other practices out there. And, again, I want to stress that this isn't to knock anybody's, um, you know, way of raising their animals, but what we do is we let the, the, our cows be cows. So it's completely different than, like, putting them on a feedlot and, all they get is you know corn and, and hay and sure. you know it's not not really a confinement facility per se, but it our, ours are out on pasture three hundred sixty five days a year, so it's you know it's it's better for the animal.
0: Sure, uh, so it's a better life for the animal and uh, and uh, better meat for those of us who will consume uh, a, a beef later in life later on. Absolutely, uh, that's, absolutely. That's Let me ask you another thing that I, I I haven't heard it in a while. I guess maybe it's a a series of summer stories, but you hear national uh, news reporting uh, stories uh, about farms and this family farm or this state has lost X number of family farms and it's all horrible and it's all due to corporate farming and it's we're, it, we're, our food is going to be plastic and we're going to be eating soil and Green here pretty soon. If things don't change because family farms are disappearing in a heartbeat after that story first aired, last year, maybe a year, maybe two years ago, I got a text from a farmer who said, I don't know who that guy's talking to, but my family farm that's been in my family for years and years and decades was just purchased by my neighbor whose family farm was in, has been in existence for decades and decades, and now I work for him on his slightly bigger, more successful family farm. How often does that scenario happen? I mean that happens more than people know, yeah. and,
1: and I'd agree with you that you you hear about you know these family farms, especially dairies, um, you know going out of business, and that is true to you know one sense, but not true at the same time because, like you just said, most of these farms are being bought by a lot of times another family farm, sure. and so like like you said, it it just turns into a bigger family farm. Right, so they're not so that- disappearing per se, and. The other thing I tell people, too, is that there's a real resurgence in small farms. So especially in the state of Wisconsin, there's a lot of people that uh, they want to know where their food comes from. And they start off with a couple cows or, you know, whatever. Sure. And they, they raise that for themselves, and they have a little extra. And the next thing you know, everybody in the neighborhood is interested in That farm expands, and now you have another small family farm.
0: Sure, and so that small family farm starts with a couple of cows, and and then you want to try and save money on the feed for those cows, so you start growing that feed for the cow, and and pretty soon you've got a a well-rounded small family farm that is uh, to a degree self-sufficient feeding the neighborhood, and everybody knows where the food comes from because it came from my buddy Bill right down the street. For
1: sure. And the biggest thing is, you know, like we talked about before, is you know keeping your costs down and then being diversified. So a lot of these small family farm, even like ours, we we do a lot of other stuff too, besides just the beef. But that's kind of the big shining light. Sure, sure. So I mean, because you you have to be diversified. You have to have other options because you're you're only getting paid on your beef once every basically two years. So. I you know the, you got to have some some income in there in between in so the middle, you either sure. work another job like I do too and then plus being diversified with you know other aspects like garlic we we raise some garlic and stuff like that
0: great so. maybe we can talk about that next month the diversification of a family farm that isn't just a beef cattle or just uh, milking cows or just one thing or another uh, the diversification of a successful family farm. I I love conversation uh, in an area that I have very little experience. Mitch Fenske is a family farmer, successful at it in Mindoro with he and his wife and their family. And thank you very much, Mitch, for talking with me this morning. I hope you are already having a wonderful holiday season. First Friday of every month, I want to get together with Mitch and try to spread some real news about family farms, not the baloney you hear.